Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday, and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Alsaya Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on both Instagram and TikTok. This week on the podcast, I'm sharing a conversation with my friend Sarah, who's a Christian TikToker, all about her series that she does on TikTok, where she interviews other gods and goddesses using her tarot deck. I really wanted to have Sarah on the show to talk about this process because I found it so interesting that she was communicating with their gods and goddesses, feeling their energy, and I just wanted to know what she thought of it from the perspective of a more Christian witch. However, one thing I do want to note is this episode was recorded like uh, two months ago now, and since then Sarah has had a lot of growth in this practice of interviewing other gods and goddesses. She has learned to create a more respectful space and a space that creates their historical context in which the god and goddess was worshipped in. I will be linking a TikTok video that Sarah uploaded the other day all about how this practice has changed and how she creates a more respectful and historically accurate space for these gods and goddesses, but I still wanted to share this conversation because there's still such useful information within it. So if you would like to find that TikTok video or Sarah's TikTok, you can find those both in the show notes page. Along with those links in the show notes page, you're also gonna find different ways that you can support the Jesus Witch Podcast. In the show notes page, you'll find the link to my Etsy shop, a link to make a donation to the show, and a link to my Patreon. All Patreon supporters of the Jesus Witch Podcast get episodes a week early, ad-free, and extended show notes pages on them. This week, our Patreon family has two new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast. I shared my episode on cancer season, as well as Litha and how to celebrate as a Jesus Witch. On Patreon, there's also a bunch of learning resources to help you create Bible-based spells. I also share tarot spreads to help you get more connected with your deck and with source in general. There's also a tier that has happy mail and a spell casting circle with me over Zoom every single month, as well as a tier that provides a one-on-one call with me every single month to discuss your practice and the progress that you're making within your witchcraft journey. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon or any of the other ways to support the show or following myself or Sarah on TikTok or Instagram, you can find all of those links in the show notes page. But for now, let's jump into this week's episode. How do I pronounce your last name? Radzetz? Uh, Rastresen. <laughs> Rastresen. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna like cut that part out and just like have it so that I could listen to it back, but I think I'm gonna leave that there. Just you know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying. <laughs> we're so this week on the Jesus Witch pod- Podcast, I'm going to butcher it, wow. This week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, we have Sarah Rajstrace, <laughs> I cannot, Rajstracen, also known as S-R-A-Z-Z-A-97 on TikTok, right? I got that right. I knew your uh, TikTok handle. 
Yeah, Srazi 97. I just kind of um, go oh, by Srazi. Yeah. You actually have a pronunciation for me. You don't just like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, this is actually my, my boyfriend streams on Twitch. And so that's kind of like the moniker I go by with like him and all of his um, viewers. So, <laughs> so oh. it just kind of carried over on the TikTok. And now, oh, wow. Okay, cool. So. Anyway, welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the podcast. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. This is so cool. So you were actually one of the first Christian witches I followed on TikTok. And then you followed me. You were one oh, of the first God. Christian witches that followed me back on TikTok. So, like, that was pretty cool. Um, but, so, yeah, I mentioned you're a Christian witch who's on TikTok. But, like, what do you do and why do you do it? That was such a Do you mean, one. like... Yeah, do you mean, like, every day, just, like, kind of whatever? Well, yeah, what do you do every like, day, like, from the moment you wake up to, like, the t- no. So, what do you do on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So, um, on, uh, well, across my social media accounts, I originally started um, doing, like, an author brand because I'm trying to kickstart my, you know, my author identity and get into all that stuff. I'm currently submitting uh, my first book to agents and, hopefully we'll get an agent sometime this year um but then i quickly realized that like i have other things to talk about besides just like goofing around with writing and one of those things is christian witchcraft and folk magic and like folk culture and all these kinds of things and especially because i kept pulling cards um with god saying like hey it's time to be a spiritual mentor and all these kinds of things and i was saying i'm i'm not an authority (laughs) What do you mean? But he's just like, no, go talk about it. And I was like, okay. So here I am now talking about these things that I didn't expect to be talking about at all. Um, but is a huge part of what influences my writing and what influences like my day-to-day view of the world. I that's personally what I found most interesting about like your account specifically is that you're not just like a Christian witch and like that's obviously like everybody does what they do on the internet and that they create their own brand but I really liked how you incorporated your writing within the magic and it kind of made the mundane part of life more magical and you do things like you do a lot of like cooking spells and kitchen witchery on your channel um or your tiktok page i don't know what it is is it a feed a page a channel (laughs) a page i guess i guess i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we're like the same we're literally the same age but like i feel like i'm 40 when i I talk to you because i'm like so out of touch no i mean well, I, it's also not fair for my end because I actually, like, in my nine to five, I am a social media manager. So, like, oh. for my company, like, I just, I do this for a living. I write Facebook posts for money. So, it's like, that's you know. Cool. No, that's actually cool. It's also smart because you can do that from anywhere. But anyway, um, yeah. but that was one of the things that I thought was really cool about your account was that how you brought your author, uh, like, writing I was going to say authorship. That's not a word. I mean, it's it's close. (laughs) It's close. But how you bring that into your magic and just make your, like, every day seem very magical. And obviously, like, you know, TikTok is TikTok. But it's, it's, like, to the point where you know, like, just from seeing you, that you view the world in a little bit more of, like, kind of, like, looking for the magic in the mundane. You know what I'm saying? Um, Yeah. But anyway, how did you get on the path of, like, Christian witchery specifically? 
And now a quick break from this week's episode to talk about a few ways you can help support the show. If you're really loving the Jesus Witch podcast and want more content and more resources to help you in your own Jesus Witchery practice, the Jesus Witch podcast now has a Patreon. There are four different tiers of our Patreon. The first one is The Fool, where you get ad-free and early episodes of the Jesus Witch podcast. The second one is The Magician, where you get everything that you got in The Fool, as well as grimoire pages for your spell book with Jesus Witch-specific spells. You'll also get grimoire pages of the Major Arcana tarot cards and how they connect back to Christianity and the Bible. At least two different tarot spreads per month that you could try with your cards. And a personalized three-card reading from me every single month. The next tier up is the Hierophant, and in that tier you get everything from both the Fool and the Magician tiers, as well as monthly spellcasting zooms and happy mail from me. The fourth and final tier is the High Priestess tier, and with the High Priestess tier you get everything from the Fool, Magician, and Hierophant tiers as well as a 20-minute one-on-one call with me every single month over Zoom to discuss your practice and the ways that you can grow your faith as a Jesus Witch. If you want to become a patron, click the link in the show notes page. The next way you could support the show is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Oily Co., which is my Etsy shop. Over on the Sun and Moon Oily Co., you can grab astrology readings with me, tarot readings with me, and my Bible-based body oil spells. There are so many different types of spells on my shop, and each and every one of them are based off of a different Bible verse. And these spells are pre-charged by me and I put all of my good intentions and all of my energy into them. To shop the Sun and Moon Oily Co., click the link in the show notes page. Essential oils are a vital tool in my practice. And when it comes to oils, I only trust Young Living Essential Oils because of their seed-to-seal promise. This promise ensures to me that I am getting the highest quality essential oils. Plants that become Young Living Essential Oils never have had pesticides on them. The oils themselves only contain plant material. No alcoholic solvents or artificial fragrances or fillers are added to these essential oils. If you're interested in learning more about Young Living and my favorite oils, click the link in my show notes page. Or if you're interested in grabbing some oils but not sure which ones would fit you, book a 15-minute consultation with me and let's talk all about your needs and oils that would help suit them. The link to book a consultation or to grab oils with me can be found in the show notes page. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast, and now let's get back to the show. Yeah, so um, when I was very young, actually, um, I was always kind of into fantasy and, you know, all these kinds of weird things. I had a very active imagination as a kid. I I vividly remember at one point, like, my mom bought me, like, a glow-in-the-dark little toy wand, a spy kit, and, like, a pirate telescope at the same time, and I was like, I am a spy witch pirate, and, like, I was just rolling with it. Like, it was ridiculous. (laughs) Um, but then, so, you know, I would start thinking, like, is this real? Is this maybe something I can do? And I was, like, 10 on spellsofmagic.com with some change the weather spell. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it was just, like, an imagination thing. But then I discovered Wicca. And I don't know why. Like, this is no hate to Wicca. But for, it just made me so uncomfortable. <laughs> and I was like, this looks really cool and really fun. Like, all the things they do but I just can't vibe with like this triple goddess thing or this horned god. Like I was like at this point probably 12 and I didn't get it and I didn't want to get it. I was like, I'd rather just like stay Christian because I knew God, like I was comfortable with God. Even if I was entering the space where like I wasn't actively religious that much because I was a kid, um, I, I was still like, this is what I know. And I want to find a way to combine this really cool, fun thing I'm doing with what I already know. And then, you know, when you look it up, the first thing you get is like, nope, you're going to hell. It's a sin. It's bad. So I was like, this just doesn't seem right. 
plants and rocks like are things God made. So how does that even work? So eventually I went, you know, kind of researching and I found out, oh, well, it's all just been mistranslated. Um, none of this had anything to do with just using like herbs and tea or having God like, you know, bless you with like rocks or something or, you know, just using them to meditate. So then I started just really identifying as a Christian wish. I like 14, I remember solidly, that's when I officially started. Um, and I started looking for those resources and learning more about all of that stuff. And I've just kind of been going since then. I had like an inactive period probably in my late teens and then I got back into it. Now I'm trying to build more traditions that I can do now that I'm like out on my own. And it was rocky. It was like my parents didn't understand it either. So we had a few blowouts here and there and it was very interesting. I eventually was just like, well, so long as I have an internet connection, there's no way you're going to stop me. And they just really had no choice but to kind of like deal with that. So they were like, well, all right, just, just don't summon demons, I guess. And I was like, I, I wasn't planning on it. But yeah. all right. That's like the, the, there's the boundary. Just don't, don't bring demons into the house. And you're yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's what Which awesome. is like fair. Yeah, no, which is, which is, you know, that's, that's, re that's reasonable. I mean, like, I like <laughs> work with demons in like a different way, but like, it, it's a reasonable request. Anyway, um, no, that's a really cool story. And like how, yeah, I didn't know you've been doing it that long too. And like been researching all of this for that long. Um, did you grow up Catholic or like Christian? Yeah, yeah. So um, there was a point where my mom would kind of like drag me off to church and like, my mom luckily was never like crazy about religion. Like she was never um, very forceful with it. Her only stipulation was like, you go to church on Sunday mm -hmm. and that's really it. And like, and, and then I did my first communion and, um, and then she wanted me to do my confirmation. I fought her and was like, no, I don't want to. I think that's dumb. I don't think I should have to do an official thing to confirm whatever with the church. And then she, she said, okay, fine, whatever. Then later I wanted to get confirmed and she did not let me because she knew I was going to fight with the priest about whether or not being gay is a sin. Oh my God. <laughs> she was like, all you're going to do is cause trouble. You are not going to confirmation. I was like, all right. Fair enough. <laughs> but, um, you know, so there, there was that. But yeah, I mean, now actually my parents are almost like on the same wavelength. Like my, especially like finding out a lot of the stuff the Catholic church has done. My parents aren't like churchgoers anymore either. They're still mm -hmm. believe in God, but like all of us have just a very, I don't know, relaxed and eclectic view of faith now, mm -hmm. like more relationship based than, you know, church going and things like that. Yeah. Which is like, I, I don't know. I feel like that's a lot of what, um, that really reminds me a lot of the early church and church and acts. They really were just like home churches that were together and mm -hmm. like, you know, discussing faith amongst each other. It wasn't, it wasn't like a huge, big production. Obviously like there were churches that were of a more production, but that's where we get like the idea of home church and small groups from is is acts so that kind of sounds similar to that in my opinion um but anyway there was a point to having you on here and i'm really excited to talk about this specific part because like i i feel like you and i have very similar belief systems like in with uh you know like who sources and all that jazz um but one thing that you've been doing that i i personally have not done this and i think it's very interesting that you're doing this is you have been communicating with deities from other pantheons so my first question is do you work with deities outside of the abrahamic pantheon um actually to be honest no um i've never actively like contacted them for help with things mm -hmm. this uh this whole thing just kind of started because i was thinking to myself like well 
if I don't rely on the Bible to tell me the story of God and I instead ask God directly, why not ask the other deities that are like out there what their stories is? Because like there's a lot of debate about Hades and Persephone. Did he abduct and abuse her or did she go willingly? I don't know. So I figured, well, what the hell? I might as well just ask. And um, th this, <laughs> this was really weird because this was my first time actively engaging with other entities and I did not realize how different it was going to feel. So like when I brought Loki in, um, you know, I said, you know, come on over. And like, I, you know, I set up all the stuff. It was like, whereas God's energy is like a very stern father to me almost. And like, very like, all right, hurry up. No nonsense. Mm -hmm. Loki was like little pinches, almost like embers, like in my skin. And I was just like, I, this is like almost uncomfortable. I almost don't like it. So I was like kind of weirded out that first time. Mm -hmm. But this is also where I started being like, oh, wait a minute. Everything's connected because Loki started telling me these same things that God's been telling me over and over and over again. And so I turned around in the middle of that reading and I was like, God, did you do this? Did you, did you send this one here first? Cause I picked Loki first. Cause I could feel him hovering around me like a bee. I was like, yeah. all right. And then God's like, well, you don't listen. So <laughs> and I was like, called <laughs> out. So that, that was like, see, that's the cool part. Like that was my, I guess I like, segued into my second question. It's like, how do you hold that boundary? Because I, I, I asked you, did you work with deities outside of the Abrahamic pantheon? Because I knew the answer to that. I just wanted you to answer it for yourself. <laughs> um, but the, and like for, you know, people who are listening who may not know your practice as well, but um, how do you like create that boundary where you're like, I'm going to talk to these deities, but I'm not going to invite them in kind of thing. But, and then we'll also talk about like, how do you actually like invite their energy into the space yeah um well to start with uh i don't i mean and like i i hate to say this because it does sound offensive and i don't mean to be offensive to people who do worship these deities but to me these spirits are not worthy of worship because they're not the one true god so it's just right out the gate the first thing is like if you want to talk to me you got to understand that there's not going to be any floundering there's not going to be any like bowing down before you i'm inviting you here as a guest and this is my house um and so i've, I've heard people you know say like oh that's that's cringe because they're gods well they're not gods to me they're spirits and i treat them as such with respect but not as if they are more more than me like in my in my view i'm a child of god like you don't really pull one over me without god having something to say about it mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's a that's a big uh that's a big one there too like holding that boundary is so important with any sort of like spirit any sort of entity that you're working with um and especially like if you are exploring other deities like just having that like i like literally like have like a contract where i like i've created like a covenant with the abrahamic god where i'm like i'm and and the god when i say the abrahamic god i consider the abrahamic god to be the god and the goddess like i do consider it to be them to be multifaceted because like you know in genesis man and woman were created in their image and so like leads you to believe that you know either god ha is non-binary pronouns or there's a god and a goddess so i just choose to use the god and goddess because i like the divine feminine but anyway <laughs> um with that like i have like this covenant with with them with him with her whatever and i basically like say like there are no entities allowed 
that are not of God, that are not of that light, that are not of that vibration. Like I am a child, like, as you said, I am a child of God. I am the stewardess of the Abrahamic faith, like what that is to me. And that's that, like, I'm not open to having it. I feel like even just doing that in the beginning of like, even like just communicating with other spirits. Like I work with with Lilith, right? I do believe her to be in the Abrahamic pantheon, but some people work with her as if she were like a deity as like we're Loki, right? And as you were describing your, like how you laid boundaries and groundwork down with Loki, that's very much how I laid groundwork with Lilith. I'm like, I understand people worship you, but there's no bowing down from me. I bow down to one and one only, you know, I bop to my Jesus music and that's about it. Like there's no, like, mm -mm. like there's no, like for me, there's no hail Lilith. It's like, like every once in a while when she does something, like I see she does something in my life. Like, um, (laughs) this is a funny story. I once, uh, I was driving home and um, I was on the highway and I'm in the, what is this, the left-hand lane? And there's this like big truck behind me. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm going like five over the speed limit. The lanes are merging. I'm, I didn't want to speed too much, but I'm speeding enough that we're moving. And he just crawls up my butt and starts flashing me, right? So I moved over being like intimidated by this like big truck that's up my, up my butt. And all of a sudden, this truck, another truck, bigger than that truck. up behind him flashing him beeping him like getting really aggressive on him until he moved over into the lane that he forced me to move into to kind of like teach him a lesson and then after that happened um what's that song by doja cat oh freak freak by doja cat started playing and that's like a song that i associate with lilith and i was like oh wow thank you lilith that's the extent of worship to like another god or goddess for me right or another deity right i don't consider lilith to be a goddess or you know what i'm saying like like you said like loki for you is a spirit so i feel like that's good advice just essentially like having that boundary and that like lay work especially if you are like somebody who is working with the abrahamic god and putting them in first in your practice kind of thing because there are people that listen to this that don't work with Mm. the abrahamic god which is fine um but yeah but those of us who do like the bible verse is do not put any other gods before me right it's like kind of it's not don't talk to any other gods don't like explore you know me through them it's don't put them before me do not worship right you know which like and I, I, you maybe, um, I don't know, I actually had someone pop up one day that was like, no, it says you're not allowed to believe in any other gods. I'm like, nope, <laughs> that, that's not what it says. God himself, like, squared up with balls several times. I don't know why you think none of the other ones exist. <laughs> but, um, you know, so for me, it's like, I just, I, and like, the way I speak to them is very, I, I speak to God decently and formally as it is but with with these other spirits i'm definitely i'm just like but what what's up like what what is the problem because sometimes they just be hovering around like just keep getting flashes and i'm like hi yes hello but um that doesn't mean though that i don't respect them because to be like if i give my mother a cup of coffee and a biscuit when she comes over that doesn't mean i worship my mother you know it's just being a guest in my house and so you are treated accordingly and like i still i can be friends with them i can love them very much i can you know be endeared to them but that doesn't mean i worship them it just means i respect them like i would a mentor a friend or any other kind of you know person basically but to me worship is very serious it's very heavy and so like worship to me is just putting out a little something 
or like a little a little chocolate for them or or some kind of offering worship to me is i have like like you said with a covenant i have literally given my soul to god like he owns that that is not even in my possession at this point like i am his and that is it um worship to me is giving him my best not just like some trinket but my best efforts um all of my worries all of my fears like it's much more to me than just like setting out a cup of tea mm -hmm. you know no that's exactly it and that's it's actually really funny that we're talking about this because like literally right before we hopped on here i was recording an episode of the podcast about worship and i was saying like in this episode it, it in the definition of worship it says to have a great adoration for a deity it doesn't say to like sing to them it doesn't say to leave offerings to them it says to have like a great adoration and like basically like respect of that deity and like you know, we're to a point where, and then if you go in, um, if you go in the Bible and you look at verses about worship, it's not all like, oh, I praise you. It's like, I live my life for you. You know, it right. is, um, even in bad times, I still thank you. Like it is, that is what, and, and that's where I get like the serious of it. And I actually never put the word seriousness to worship. So that was actually like a kind of like an eye opener, how like it is a very serious act if you are really worshiping a like a deity and if you are worshiping the abrahamic god um and and even like if you don't wor work with abrahamic god and you consider yourself to just be like a jesus witch and only work with jesus as like i've noticed that a lot of people like because of religious trauma unfortunately can't really work with the abrahamic god it mm. feels very um hard for them especially because as you said before he does have a, a much stricter energy although like you know when you get to know him you know you can josh around with him and even yeah energy does stay pretty strict you know he <laughs> he, he cracks like the tiniest smile and you're yeah. like all right we're good <laughs> he's like he's like i understand you guys are all like little golden retrievers i can't expect that <laughs> level from you um so like he gets it but like until you have that level with him, his energy can, I mean, like I, I personally, like as somebody who's experienced religious trauma, it could be a little bit intimidating, you know what I'm saying? Um, so there are like people who just work with Jesus and like as just like working with Jesus and like being a believer in him and living the lifestyle that he led, right? It's about loving others. It's about like giving to others. It's about um, saying, letting your yes be your yes and your no be your no, like being true to your word and true to like who he created you and who he's asking you to be. So that's like a lot higher of a reverence and a lot higher of like a um, dedication than like leaving a little piece of bread you know what i'm right. saying? You were saying that was a good analogy with having your mother over yeah because i mean like you know you get people like saying like and this is where um this is my catholic bias showing up but when you have like uh and i say these things and i mean no uh no spitting on people Everybody's but allowed to have their opinion sarah's not here telling you to think this way this is how she thinks yeah this this is like my opinions but when i see protestants saying stuff like prayer is worship i'm just like no nope, that's like communication this yeah. is like this is just me talking, like, I, you don't worship people that you talk to, <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so when I sit here asking these deities questions, I'm not worshiping them, I'm literally just, I, like, I actually feel like I'm at work, because for my job, I do a lot of, um, interviewing journalism type stuff, so I'm, I'm sitting here with a pen and paper, just like I do at work, like, kind of conversing casually, and, like, I, I share, too, this is another part of me viewing myself actually as equal which really actually um this threw me for such an insane loop where god himself was like yeah don't sell yourself short do not 
like undervalue yourself in front of these spirits. You are on the same level with them. And I'm just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> so I was like, okay. But um, when I set out offerings for them to come join me, I split it half and half. I don't give them everything. I say, yep, here's a piece of bread. We're going to split it in half. Here's a bowl of blackberries. We're going to split that in half. Both of you and I are getting the same amount. Um, and again, it, if they don't want to sign up for that, they do not have to come talk to me. I always start off saying, are you here? You know, are you, do you want to talk? And if they don't, and they don't want that uh, level of what I'm giving them, they are within their rights to move on. It's really no skin off my nose. But since they are coming around and they are talking to me, I'm guessing it's not that big of a deal for them. No, I've noticed that like, you know, a lot of um, other deities are extremely respectful and like willing to work within our boundaries, especially if they know like who we're, who we're dealing with, you know, who they're, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, my dad said I can't, like, <laughs> my, dad, like my dad said no, okay, man, it's like, you want to have, like, so like, for me, I, um, you know, because like I work closely with, or I talk a lot with a lot of people who, and I do a lot of like readings and stuff with people who have had a lot of religious trauma. So a lot of it is like working through that. And some of these people work with new deities. Yeah. So specifically, like, I feel like I'm a little bit more open to the Norse pantheon because my husband is of Norse descent. So like, I know that eventually I'm going to have to um, teach our children about the Norse pantheon just so that they know what their ancestors like kind of, you know, just in the same way, like I've known I've seen on your um your page <laughs> I almost said channel again <laughs> so it's the same idea <laughs> um but on your page I've seen you with like the Slavic gods and goddesses because that's like who your like ancestors would have technically like way back when you know what mm. I'm saying like before Christianity would have worked with um so like eventually I'm gonna have to teach my kids about them so I'm a little bit more like open to like the Norse pantheon and like they come and hang around every once in a while but most significantly I had hell like the goddess of the underworld for them like she because I was working with one of her like devotees and like somebody who really um works very closely with her and she came and she was like watching me as I was doing this stuff and like literally like I felt like somebody over my shoulder like looking down and I was like okay this is an interesting feeling but it was never like a like you know like her I kind of like felt her like kind of almost like a hand on my shoulder like kind of like guiding me through this like kind of bringing her energy into it as well um but not in a way where she was trying to take away from what I was doing where she was like I know what this person needs for their religious trauma so I'm trying to help you pinpoint that kind of thing um so that's like the extent I've never had a deity like cross that boundary with me or try to like you know like they don't with you they don't try to get you to worship them like she knew what her her purpose was to come in and help her person the person that worships her you know not me like that's not right. her purpose um so I just I find I personally find like other deities very respectful like I, I don't know if you've had the same experience, but I find them very respectful. You know, I mean, all of them have been pretty good. I mean, like, they're very, um, they're very good about just talking. Like, I'm just like, hi, I want to know more about you. And they're just like, yes. <laughs> they're like, absolutely. So, I mean, I, I guess they just enjoy that on principle. Um, but like, and sometimes, you know, because they they do have very different energies than God. Like, when I first figured that out, I was like, oh boy, this, this does mean that, um, there are multiple ones out there. And uh, so um, like Hades was a fun one because he was just so blunt. Like he was so, 
like to the point, like not about it. And I said, let, Hey, let me feel your energy. So I know that like, it's you. And I'm not like whatever psyching myself up. And I just got this image of this, like, he had like long hair and like a beard and he was just kind of standing like this over the city of ice. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> like it was a very vivid image. Like I could paint it if I had the skill, but it was, it was crazy. So I was like, all right. Um, that it, was that Hades like the place? Like, I, okay. But, um, but it's just, it's just been interesting to, to get the experience. And I think I'm here at this point because like, I've been curious, God, like, God, first of all, God is, um, excuse my language, but God is king of fuck around and find out. Yep. Like, he, <laughs> like, he knew, he could tell that I'm, like, really curious about these other deities, and I'm kind of like, oh, but I, but I want to play with the other deities, and he's just like, go, have fun then, and I was like, should I? <laughs> Are you sure? So, I mean, for better or worse, this is what I'm doing now, and it's interesting, but I'm also kind of worried that like the more I do it, the more I just gonna like pop into my space, like waiting for a turn. Then I'm just like, listen, I don't have the time for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna become like a 20 year project. You're gonna have like a wait list of deities. Literally, and I'm just like, I mean, first of all, just doing European ones could take me forever because there's so many. Mm -hmm. But um, but beyond that, also it's just like, I've also learned very quickly what my my own vibe is. Like, yeah. Hades and Loki, very nice, very cool, but like. There's just this layer of separation between me and them that I don't get, but me and Bridget and me and Chris Sneak, holy shit, like, they, they were just such great energy, like, I vibed so heavily with, like, the sun-fire kind of energy that I was just like, all right, <laughs> if I had to choose, I would probably end up somewhere with these kinds of gods, but, you know, it's, it's cool to see all the different ones, so maybe I should be start picking ones from, like, water or, like, forest, like, I was thinking Serenidos, but I don't know. Yeah, no, like doing like people or not people, god gods or deities from like different like elements and different parts of the world and like different like cultures, like doing like a mm. wild card at some point would be kind of <laughs> probably be fun. Um, who has been so far like the first, like not the first, who has been so far your favorite deity to talk to? Uh, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a tie between Bridget or Krisnik. I think I'm leaning more towards Krisnik just because like I actually got like emotional talking to him mm -hmm. because he was just so genuine. Like his his attitude was so hilariously Slovenian. That was what blew me away was that he was so Slovenian and like this very mild like yeah this sucks but it's okay. Like <laughs> I've only ever met Slovenians be so like yeah you know this is kind of absolutely terrible in every way but like well, we're fine. It's okay. <laughs> just like because he, despite, like, unlike Bridget, who kind of adapted herself to stay mm -hmm. in her space, Christique just said, well, shit, um, I've got, I, there's no way I can stay. It's just not happening. So I will, I will pass that torch on to St. John and St. George and just kind of fade out. And so, and he doesn't even, like, want to really step back into that from the sense I got from him. He doesn't want to step back into that active worship role because he knows that, like, his time in that role is pretty much over mm -hmm. and so it's he, was, he had this very like brotherly um mild but like still warm energy it was it was just like it was crazy see like the thing that i found very interesting about what you were saying when what is it chris chris Kray sneak Kray sneak yeah i can barely pronounce my own name okay <laughs> <laughs> when you're talking about chris sneak and how he um 
has more of a uh, like a very Sylvanian vibe to him, right? My whole theory about other gods and goddesses, and I we talked about this before we started recording, is that like they're all just basically like created by God to kind of like fit different cultural lenses. You know what I'm saying? So that him having a very like not like stereotypical, but like a very Slovenian like personality and like um talk like the way that what is that word? What is it? phonetics accents slime. oh like a dialect i guess there you of. go more of that <laughs> kind of like speaks to how god creates these different entities to speak to different people um and so that they could be met within their cultural lenses so that they could see like i, I don't know like you you talked about like working with hades and like loki did you like from them did you get like from hades did you get kind of like a greek vibe and from loki did you kind of get like a I don't know, Scandinavian vibe? Um, well, kind of. A Loki is just such a wild card. Like, he just does not want to fit any one vibe. But, like, I see him as, like, with the red hair and the dark eyes and this, like, dark, uh, I guess, kind of Viking-esque coat. Um, whereas Hades was kind of, like, pretty burly. I mean, I always thought he was going to be, like, the nerdy type because everything I hear from him is like, he just kind of gardens in the underworld and like reads books, but no, he was kind of, he was kind of burly, um, very strong. I, but their vibes weren't like super connected. Maybe I just don't know that much about Greek or Norse, but it just didn't feel very connected. Whereas like, I got in touch with K-Sneak and I was like, that's, yup, that's my people. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, well, that's your culture too. So that might've been like a little bit of a kind of a- Well, actually on the flip side, Bridget was very, <laughs> Not to be like annoying and stereotypical, but she definitely did give me like a Merida vibe, like from Brave, where <laughs> she was just like she was spunky and ready to kick ass at the first like sign of insult, but also like completely chill at the same time. Yeah, no, I've um, so I've I've invited her in in the saint sense because like so my my son's very interested in we've been reading like Percy Jackson so he's very interested in the idea of different deities like ruling having different rulerships because you know they talk about like Poseidon which is the god of the sea Zeus of the sky like all of this stuff so he's like well like god rules over everything like isn't that like a lot like <laughs> I'm like only a six-year-old Sagittarius would think these questions okay uh, <laughs> like for real so I was like, how can we fit this in more with our, like, or with, like, the faith that, like, I'm trying to, like, you know, lead with my children. And at the end of the day, if he decides he wants to go work with Greek Pantheon or whatever, like, he, it's his path, right? But as his mother, I'm gonna do what I want to do, okay? <laughs> um, so we, you know, celebrated in bulk. And during in bulk, we invited St. Bridget, because, you know, during in bulk, Bridget the goddess is the one that's, like, honored during mm. our holiday. So we invited Bridget in for like a spell to help hurry up springtime. And I definitely like felt her energy and it was very like spunky and like, just like, like it, I didn't, I didn't put Merida to it until you said it, but it was very much like, I didn't think she looked like Merida. I got like a very, I actually like kind of like saw her as a blonde. Um, really? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, that's, I don't like everybody sees them differently. Um, but she kind of came to me as a blonde with like a light behind her. Um, and but I got that like very like spunky fiery like no we can like let's go get like a very go-getter kind of energy. yeah yeah that's what I got and I was like yeah this is my shit like this is so good fun energy it's definitely like very fiery and my my son who's I'm you're a Sagittarius too right rising and moon Virgo okay. sun <laughs> there we go 
because he he also really like vibed with Bridget's energy. I didn't vibe with it that much. I respected it. I was like, cool, you're cool. But I like, I'm more, we did, um, whatchamacallit, when we did St. Patrick, who was more of like a preacher, a proselytizer, right? I connected with his energy a lot more mm. than I connected with Bridget because I felt like she was too fiery for me. But it's interesting that like the fire signs. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just the vibe. Like when I think it's, and for that stuff, it's like the moon sign that matters most of all. Like, so for me, having a fire moon means like I'm always, and like it's Sagittarius too. It's like the dumb jock of the fire signs. So I'm just like always ready to party. But I thought you were going to say it's Sagittarius. It's the spiritual religious one. <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be the sign of the philosopher, right? But like at the same time, let's be honest, Sagittarius is like dumb golden retriever energy. <laughs> so it's like, no, the biggest thing, like, I get as somebody who lives with a Sagittarius is, like, big foot in the mouth, like, yep, yeah, one energy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't even count how many times I've just, like, gotten in trouble, because I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna say it, and everyone's like, you should, no, <laughs> you really shouldn't. You're just, like, I mean, like, you could see it as you're, like, talking, you're like, I'm not, I'm not here to offend anybody, but, like, the XYZ, and, like, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, no disrespect, but, and here it goes. <laughs> Here's the like, opinion. I, you know, it just is what it is. I always feel like, um, like, I don't know, people ask me questions on my TikTok videos, like, how do you see this and that? And I'm like, time to sound like an asshole. Sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I, I, I love when, when people ask you, how, what do you believe? Proceed, you proceed to tell them what you believe. Why are you evangelizing? When did I ever, <laughs> like, I'm well, just telling you what I believe. I, I have a better, like, better experience, and by better, I mean, like, just as bad, where, like, <laughs> 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 where they'll ask me a question, I'll answer it, and then they just block me, and I'm like, <laughs> what did you want me to say? Like, when I was like, oh, yeah, are you, you know, the gods, it's like, not really gods, but, like, really powerful spirits that we can learn from, and, like, we're cool, and they're like, someone was like, how is that not disrespectful? And I'm like, babe, because I don't make the rules. And, <laughs> and then she just blocked me. I was like, I did it. <laughs> like, all right. The reason that it's not disrespectful is because you're not sitting here and saying to somebody who believes in Loki as their God, oh, yeah, absolutely. your God isn't a real God. It's just a, a very like powerful spirit. Yeah. I, I always preface, I always say, this is how I see it. Yeah. If you want to worship Loki, you think he's worthy of worship by all means, like carry on captain. But like, I don't. So like when Loki pops up, I'm just like, what's up, babe. And then like, that's pretty much it. That's it. That's, that's it. And that's like, that's really like a big part of it too. Is like, people have to understand, like, you know, we can work who we, we want to work with. Like at the end of the day, even if we're sharing our practices online and everything, like we have our own belief systems and our own practices. That doesn't mean yours has to look exactly like mine or like yours because they see it on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like right. your practice has to look the way that you want it to look and the way that not necessarily even the way that you want it to look, but the way that resonates the most to you, that makes you feel the most spiritually fulfilled and nourished and whatever. Um, not whatever, but all that like good stuff. Um, and for, Pete, and for me, I wouldn't feel nourished with working with a god like Loki. It's just not, not something I'm... Yeah, yeah. and this is kind of where it's like, for me, even though, like, I vibe so hard with sun gods and, like, fire gods and, like, all that kind of stuff, well, I mean, God is the flame so hot he burns cold, according to the Book of Enoch, so that's why he's got that sternness, because he is, like, rock solid, and, like, 
it's actually, I think this is why I've been feeling Michael hang around more, because Michael is very much, he is the Archangel of Fire and, and uh, the South, I believe. And so he's all in that. Um, and that energy is just like my thing. But at the same time, like, I don't, that doesn't mean I want to work with Apollo or Bridget or like worship them or anything, but it's just the vibe. And God absolutely provides that vibe when he wants to. Um, and this is kind of where really it doesn't matter how you're in engaging with this concept of flame and sacred flame. Um, it all, all roads lead to Rome. Like, yeah, you can go ahead and work with Bridget. You can go ahead and work with Michael. You can just work with God directly. I mean, it's all going to get you there. It depends on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, just to speak to the sense that God is a provider, right? Like he, you identify and resonate with these fire gods and goddesses, right? Mm -hmm. So he's sending Archangel Michael's energy more towards you to be like, hey, there is something of me that you could work with that feels similar, you know what I'm saying? Or feels like the same. So that's like, you know, if, again, if it calls to you to move out of the Abrahamic pantheon, please do it. Like God's not here saying like, you need to stick with me forever. Or you're going to be like thrown into hell. No, that's not. And I don't think I'm saying that. And that's, I don't think you're saying that. No. Um, I don't know. I, I don't believe in hell. I don't think you believe in hell either. No. And this is like actually where I, every day, I'd, like not every day, but like I would drop some hot religious take and like my favorite thing, I was waiting for it. I was like waiting for them to come around, but like then a Jewish person will come in and be like, yeah, we we been new like yep. we knew that and i'm just like every but, time <laughs> i'm like i'm glad i'm glad because you know what honestly like the jewish people had to for lack of a better word deal with god first so they they know him very well yep and so when they say no god's like this i believe them because like i you know christians inserted a lot of their own pagan paths and religions and views of god over the jewish understanding of god and that kind of is to me the reason why everything's so messed up and why like people have such a hard time finding god because like they're accidentally looking at zeus they're accidentally looking at odin they're accidentally looking at anything else that they accidentally mixed in with god mm -hmm. um but and so it was there's um someone on tiktok's zoya kobe i i've i forget how to say her name but she's a jewish witch she's very cool and, oh um, jew witches yeah. yeah. And so, um, and so she was saying like, you know, no, in, in Judaism, you can like literally have like a two generation break from God, go do anything else, be an atheist for a while. And then your children can go back to him and everything is hunky dory. And so it's just like, cause, and that's also where when Bridget was saying, yeah, um, God is wise and discerning. He steps back and lets me do my thing. He steps in only when he really has to. And then he steps back out. It's kind of like God's the CEO and like, you're not going to go to the CEO for like desk paperwork, mm -hmm. which is kind of like why saints are also a thing. Yeah. That's, that's also, that's really like, and not necessarily that's how like I exactly see it, but that's very similar to how I see it. I do believe that gods and other gods and goddesses are gods and goddesses in their own right, but they're just like God with a different frame. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, at the end of the day, source consciousness is source consciousness we all came from source consciousness and every single deity and spirit and whatnot came from that same creating spirit something had to there had to have been a one first thing right you know, like there had to have been an egg at some point <laughs> um no I, I can't think about that. We're going to get me into an existential. I already started just going into the <laughs> no, 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 bring it, bring it, no. Um, well, you know, no, no. So, like, that's, that's kind of where I'm seeing it. And then when I combine that with, like, my understanding of um, other pantheons, like, mm -hmm. for Slavic pagans, 
the concept of worship as like western christians understand worship is like not it like a lot of these gods in slavic paganism like zoya is the goddess of the dawn light so you can have zoya vechianyaya which is like um the specifically dusk uh light or you can have you know um zoya of like the morning light and these are just personifications really like they didn't ever worship their gods they were actually doing more ancestor worship mm -hmm. but their gods were still there as like a concrete symbol and so that's what i'm thinking like well yeah god put all these different masks on the same concept so that people could engage with the concept of dawn light or trees or water in different ways yeah no that makes see that makes a lot of sense it's just like making so that people can like connect on the level that they can connect um, right. So one other question that I had for you is that like, we mentioned before you were a writer, right? So how do you incorporate mm -hmm. your writing in with your practice or like with, in, and if you have, like how to have you incorporated your writing with the conversations that you've had with other deities? Yeah. Um, so actually the, the most concrete example of this has actually been with Krasnik because um, in Krasnik's lore, after he stepped out of godhood and um but still stayed with the people he kind of became a folk hero called the kursnik and in the lore of the kursnik there's also this thing called a kudlak which is kind of like a vampire um they're very mean and nasty things that kind of prey on a village and so there's this endless um battle of good and evil where the kursnik uh will kind of transform into a white animal and the kudlak a black animal and they'll just fight it out at night and the next day they'll kind of go back you know to their normal like lives in the village like nothing happened so i started writing a story based in slovenia about that and i actually took the opportunity to ask kursnik i was like okay um in your space as a folk hero how would you handle this ending what would you what would you do with this figure? And he actually gave me like a very interesting answer that I didn't think about because I was just thinking like, oh, they got to beat the bad guy. And he's like, no, everyone has to win. There's things that made this person the way that they are. So everyone has to have their issues resolved or else there is no real win. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh shit. <laughs> like that's that's the idea of defeating evil is defeating the root of it, not just the, the way it manifests. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. Oh my gosh, I love that you got the ending for your story with asking him and getting mm -hmm. inspiration from the specific deity and like his specific lore. That's like really, that's like a really like cool way to bring magic and a practical way to take magic into your life, you know, and just like make every day a little bit more magical. That's what I really like following you for personally. Is <laughs> like you really do make it like, you know, seem like every day is magic. And obviously like life is life. Not every day is really magic. You know, we do have human days right day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um but you know yeah so i mean both because it's kind of like i love writing fantasy that's always been my thing is fantasy and so it's kind of like i can take some of the magic i write back into the real world and then the stuff i do in the real world influences the historical fantasy or just like short stories that i write later like when i made my little joke post about like accidentally summoning a um a spicy guard dog home spirit instead of a, a little brownie cinnamon bun um, I was like, wait a minute, that make a great short story about a witch who accidentally had like this feral like porcupine of a spirit in her oven instead of like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, so like, how do you get it out? What do you do with it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, and that's like, the, that's cool because like you're experiencing, you're making your life more 
like in like a weird way more entertaining so that you're actually like reaping more out of it and being able to have more inspiration from it from yeah it's a big cycle it's it is a big cycle (laughs) um not that your life would have been entertaining if you weren't a witch but you know what i'm saying anyway i mean to be honest i don't feel like it would be because like when you have this kind of connection with like the outside and all these things it just it just makes it more fun like if i went outside and i just saw yeah that's a dandelion Mm-hmm. you know that you don't appreciate it as much in my opinion so like but last year I started a garden and now I'm not afraid of bees anymore so here I am standing outside with all these bees around me and I'm just like this is great I love bees and then picking flowers for God to be like thank you God for spring and bees like I don't know it's just I didn't expect to be so hyped today on Beltane I was like and eh, Beltane it's not really like a big one to me and then I ended up just like on cloud nine somehow in the middle of the day and I was like all right well I guess that's what it is now well, it's because it's the first day of May, and May is, like, the best month of the year. Yeah, it's the perfect weather, the perfect temperature, like, nothing's gross yet. Then Actually, we're going to get to August, and it's going to be super... Perfect month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and it's also because the new moon was yesterday, so now we have, like, that, like, you know, little rush of energy coming out mm. of it. And it's, like, that little, like, okay, time to go! And... Taurus is very like happy, springy, like joyful little vibe. So, you know, it's a good energy. It's a good day. But um, another question I had for you that I should have asked you earlier, but like we'll just ask it now because <laughs> brain cells right. don't work. Um, when you were saying you don't, you didn't vibe with Wicca because it just felt weird to do the. Um, and actually, no, it does fit now because we were just talking about Bel- Beltane because it does like the goddess mm. and the god thing didn't fit. Do you celebrate the Sabbaths of the Wheel of the Year or do you just celebrate Christian holidays? What does celebration look like for you? Well, so this is, I was actually thinking to myself, like, now that I am on my own, um, I should actually, like, put my money where my mouth is, be a witch, and, like, start observing these things more and start building traditions. Although the only thing that sucks is that, like, I live just me and my boyfriend. My boyfriend is an atheist. um, And so, you know, where Christmas and, and Easter have these big family traditions that you can do with a lot of people these other ones like Beltane are kind of like solitary and so it's hard to commit really to like doing something when you're just doing it by yourself (laughs) but um for me I just try to for the smaller holiday well not smaller holidays but for most of the Sabbaths I just try to like reflect and meditate on the time of year because in all these cultures what's important is that you're recognizing the ebb and flow of the world Mm -hmm. um but at the same time, I do try to focus more on, like, the Christian holidays when they're applicable. Like, for Imbolc, it's Candlemas, which is tied so intimately with, like, Mary's story of, you know, coming back to the temple after those 40 days. Um, and I think St. John's Eve is Midsummer, which both of these holidays ended up being pretty much one and the same, where, um, you know, you're supposed to cut herbs on Midsummer and they're extra powerful. Well, for Slovenians, it was like the church said, no, 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 no on St. John's Eve, not Midsummer, bring them to the church and we will bless them. And then the, the townsfolk were like, okay, so then after you bless them, they're still powerful, right? Yay. And they just kind of ran with it. <laughs> so, okay. Um, but yeah, so the big ones to me are really like the solstices and the equinoxes. The ones in between, I kind of don't really care about too much because it's just kind of like a waypoint. I'll still vibe with it, but I won't do a huge thing. Whereas like, especially for winter or summer, like those are the big ones where I'm just like super party time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I don't really do Ostara that much. Uh, to me, Easter is Ostara. So like, you know, all the spring traditions are already kind of embedded in Easter. And so I just kind of 
smush them together. And then the fall equinox, um, it's the month of my birthday. So, I mean, you know, party month anyway, September, okay. But, <laughs> you know, otherwise it just kind of is what it is. Yeah, no, that's, that's similar. Like, I, you know, we do, we do more on the, the equinoxes. We do, for Ostara, we just celebrate, like, the, the coming of spring. Right. I really even call it Ostara because I don't want to, again, I, I am having to modify my practice a little bit for little minds. Um, so I don't want to say to my six-year-old, oh, today we're play- celebrating Ostara and then next week we're going to do Easter. Then it's going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah, know? it's like, it's too close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm like, um, and also, I mean, yeah, the springtime is great, but when you're a Christian witch, it's also like, but Jesus is back. And on top of that, like, uh, I know that you don't uh, really do Lent, so this is kind of like a specific thing. But for me, it's like I just had forty days of like light depression, so it's time to it's time to pick it up. It's Easter, like <laughs> you know. I'm like I the one thing like that's my big gripe with Lent is I wonder if I do that on purpose to make you be a little bit more depressed so that you're more excited for Easter. I feel like it was supposed to like dampen people down a little bit because you know like Shrovetide is this ridiculous thing um and I'm talking like in Slovenia they have in the town Petui, they have this like literally like 10 kilo costumes with like hedgehog fur and like big horns and bells it's called a kurent and it's this demon that chases spring away with bells and just going crazy um it's 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 ridiculous and I love they look so silly and I love them but all that's going on. You're eating all this really fatty, greasy food. You're going crazy. And then all of a sudden, 40 days now to relax until Easter because it's still cold out. <laughs> like, I don't know. So it's, it's a weird time. My, my biggest gripe with it, though, like, I'm not Orthodox. Orthodox are hardcore where they're just like, mm-hmm. no animal products at all. You're going to fast all every Friday. And I'm just like, I can barely remember to not defrost chicken on Friday. So there's none of that for me. I'm just shrimp. And that's, that's what we're getting. I swear to God, we eat shrimp like five weeks in a row. <laughs> Oops. No, they're good though. Like, they are good. That's why I kept buying them. And they're easy. Like for seafood, they're mm. really easy. That's the, and seafood, I'm very picky with seafood. Anyway, that could be a whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the pickiness. Um, but this is like a really, this was a really, really awesome conversation. I feel like we covered so much on it. And like, I got a really like broad idea, not only of your practice, but like um, the way that you're communicating with these other deities. And I, I feel like my personal biggest takeaway was like learning about boundaries in, in practices and like having that, like, especially if you are somebody who wants to dedicate your life fully to the Abrahamic God, which again, like we're not evangelicalizing here. Don't accuse us of anything. We're not telling you to like do that right now. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, actually this is, um, and like I, to, to kind of go on a small tangent, um some people that i follow like stitching witch who i love very much i love her content um for them it shocked me the first time they were like yeah god like outright did not talk to me outright like did not claim me and i was like i didn't even know he could do that i like because you're always taught like god wants everybody and then there's sometimes where god's like i what how'd you get to this department (laughs) like god's like how'd you get here wrong wrong aisle wrong one so i'm just like what you know like that's crazy to me but sometimes god wants you to go somewhere else mm-hmm. you, you gotta you gotta listen to him when he's either talking or not talking to you yeah that's literally somebody asked me the other day like what do you do if jesus is not answering you and i'm like honestly like 
it might be because you need to work with another deity. It's not, I'm not trying to like discourage you from working with Jesus. And it's not that I don't believe that Jesus is the way, the truth and the light. It's just sometimes we're meant to see him through a different lens and that might be through another deity. Um, but I, I feel like, again, like for me, for you, it's like we connect with the Abrahamic, which is great. Um, if you don't, that's great. Like, cool. Do you? Um, but I really liked talking to you because I, I, I also like, I'm very curious about like asking more of these like different deities like questions, especially as I've moved my own journey of like helping other people who worship other deities through their religious trauma, like kind of understanding who they're working with. Mm. Um, so now I kind of know how to approach those conversations a little more. So I learned a thing or two. So thank you for doing that with me. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, this is my first time approaching other gods. So it was, it was very scary for me at first because I was like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going on. Um, and I almost felt bad because it's like, I always set this table for them and I'm like, well, God and I are so close that like, I talk to him every day that I don't really set any table for him, but I want to make, first of all, I want to make sure I'm attracting the right spirit. So I'm like, oh, you like chocolate and wine? Here you go. This one is that. Yes. Um, but second of all, I mean, I do want to show some respect. I don't want to just be like, Hey, come here and answer my questions. So like, it is like a, yes, come in here and, and enjoy your time with me. But Otherwise, I mean, I've learned that you know, there's nothing to be afraid of with them. There's nothing to worry about. Like, if you tell them, this isn't how I vibe, like, I'm not going to worship you, then they'll, they'll either take it or leave it. And that's all it really is to it. Mm -hmm. No, that's really interesting. And I also think that the, another takeaway that I got from it was, like, God's not angry that you're doing this. Like, oh, God yeah, I asked, I asked him first. I was like, can I? And he was like, uh, have fun. <laughs> so... <laughs> Like, and that's like, I feel like that's going to be an important takeaway from people, for people listening to this as well, is that God is not angry if you're communicating with other deities, with other, again, like as Sarah said before, all roads lead to Rome. Like, as I feel like all he cares about is you having a connection to source that feels genuine at the end of the day. That's yeah. My personal impression of, of the Abrahamic God, but, uh, anyway, um, <laughs> And he'll come with you, too. I mean, like, the first time with Loki, I was like, God, can you just kind of, like, be there? Because I'm scared. And God's like, okay. So I just had, like, Michael on one end, Guardian Angel on the other. And God was just kind of standing there, like, supervising, like, a soccer ball coach. Like, <laughs> it's like the, the, the soccer dad. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, for, like, okay, don't tie your cleats. Yeah, no, he's, like, standing on the sidelines. Like, you got to kick the ball that way. You're on defense when you so just but yeah, so I mean, as long as you ask God first before you just start doing shit, then like that that's my boundary also is like I gotta ask, I gotta get explicit permission before I just start like jumping into things. Cause sometimes God will say, like, whoa, no, like I asked for a house spirit and God was like, Who's gonna take care of it? It's not you. <laughs> like, well, you're too busy. What do you you can't add any more entities into Exactly. So that's why God was like, You have a guardian angel. That's all you get. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, in houses, like, I mean, I don't know if you, you believe this. I believe that houses have their own, like, spirit to them. Like, yeah. So, like, there are things, like, when, when we moved into our house, like, I'm, I'm a dog person. Like, I grew up with dogs my whole life, okay? Mm. We moved into this house, and I got this horrible urge. Not horrible, but, like, crazy bad urge to get a cat. And it wouldn't stop until I got a cat because the spirit of the home wanted a cat. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, this this is an apartment, so it's kind of, like, split in two. But the big pine tree in my front yard, I always just throw all my scraps to it. And I'm yeah. just like, just house guardian. <laughs> so here you go. But, mm -hmm. you know. 
You could do that. That's a, like literally like I have an apple tree outside. That's the exact same thing I do. Just boop. Come yeah. On. Like, <laughs> well, apples are significant in the Bible, so I picked the apple. <laughs> yeah, true. Anyway, um, where can people? I know we covered it in the beginning, but where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah. So if you go to my TikTok, it's srazi 97 S R A Z Z I E nine seven. Um, and in my bio on that is my link tree. It hits my Instagram, my Twitter. Um, Instagram's best place to find me if you want to message me directly because TikTok's annoying and doesn't let you message unless you follow. Um, but and like, I mean, I'm just kind of goofing around on on Twitter. So mostly Instagram and TikTok is where you're gonna get me. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. No, absolutely. Thanks for having me. This was great. This was a lot of fun.